your Monday morning. Of course, we had the Grammys last night. And here to give us the lowdown on some of the highlights, uh, some of the winners, Z99's Cassidy and Wheels. Good morning. Morning, Kevin. Morning. So big night in the music industry. Uh, Lots of stuff to go over. Let's start with who else but Taylor Swift. Let's start with Taylor Swift. Uh, Of course, it was a big night for her, but it was also history making. The only artist ever to win four albums of the year. And no surprise. I mean, it's Taylor Swift. It was pretty wild, though. That was her 13th Grammy, which is also her favorite number. Everything's coming up, Taylor Swift. She dropped a little nugget last night for us as well. Little little bit of new music for Taylor Swift again. Yeah, Swifties have been waiting for the release date of Reputation, but yeah. then she announced a brand new album that'll drop in April. So much music from Taylor Swift. Nonstop. She is an absolute wagon right now, and everything is coming up her way. It's what she does. Miley Cyrus. She got her first one last night. That was exciting. <laughs> she, she was feeling it. Yeah, few outfit changes for Miss Miley Cyrus last night. But uh, yeah, she won a couple, including a really big one record of the year, which um, her whole team, she did try to thank everybody that was a part of it. But yeah, Miley Cyrus winning a Grammy. Flowers was a banger, and wasn't what, it? You think about that song, that came out, I think it was last February, and it was around strong all year long. So kudos and good job for her. Cassidy and Wheels from Z99 joining me this morning. Uh, Joni Mitchell had a little bit of a performance last night. We haven't heard from her in a long time. 80 years old from, of course, Saskatoon. And she performed for the first time at the Grammys last night. Uh, good to see her again. Another big, uh, big one. Jay-Z, not happy with Beyonce. <laughs> not, not her, but of course... <laughs> Not her winning. She has all these Grammys. She yeah. has like, what, 30 Grammys? The most ever. But she still hasn't won album of the year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that is that a, is that a travesty? I mean, it's Beyonce. You think she would have yeah. an album like that on her shelf. But I mean, the Renaissance, Summer Renaissance, one of my all time favorites, especially from Beyonce. But I don't know if it was Grammy worthy. Yeah, I don't know. If, yeah, I don't know if it is a travesty necessarily. She makes great music. But if there's a few songs on every album that are great and she's more of a single put out a, a really mm-hmm. strong single. There may be a full collective album, so I don't know. Either way, 30 Grammys? Are you complaining, Jay-Z? <laughs> Jay-Z, Come I got here. dressed up for <laughs> nothing. <laughs> uh, and finally, the other big talker from last night was uh, a little Luke Combs and oh. Tracy Chapman getting together. It was good to see Tracy Chapman out. What yeah. a moment. That was, I think, my favorite moment of the night. Those two voices together live. Like that song, Tracy's version, Luke's version, wonderful, but together. Ooh, wasn't when, expecting that. When Tracy hit the stage and started and had that smile on her face, it's like, this is special. And the standing ovation at the end, goosebumps, people all over the world just saying that was the moment. Yeah, and I think it was huge that she was on the guitar and Luke kind of was a little back, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was Tracy's moment. Said 99's Cassidy and Wheels. Thank you very much. Anytime. Go Taylor Swift! Just another manic Monday. Seven fifty on your Monday morning. Have Martell in one last day before Greg Morgan returns tomorrow. Hey, that's a wrap on the Frost Festival. Kind of a tough year in some respects, and not because of extreme cold or heavy snow, because of warmth. Some of the activities had to be closed. Ice slides, for example. Skating rinks. Snow maze. Some of the attractions that had to, yeah, 
that had to shut down because of the warm weather. Some of the ice sculptures held up not bad, though, all things considering. We talked to the city about it, and if something was in the shade, then it held up well. If not, yeah, didn't hold up as well. Now, they had a lot of indoor activities as well, and so they weren't impacted. Now, overall, the city says the warm weather played actually a positive role in the festival, despite some of the closures to the aforementioned activities. We don't have final numbers this morning on the air, but uh, yeah, we're hoping to maybe get those in the coming days to see how it compared to other years. And we talk about the record warmth that we've had here lately, especially last week in Atlantic Canada, 80 centimeters of snow is already covering most of Nova Scotia and more snow is on the way today. That's about two and a half feet. That's incredible how much snow they had there. And then we told you about this recently too, how much snow they had in Alaska, a hundred centimeters of snow. There lately, they're probably still digging out a week or two later. Yeah, wild. The time now is 7.52. Michelle Linklater's special needs daughter recently needed an ambulance. She waited for three hours, having called emergency multiple times. And despite that, she says the ambulance never came to her home in Vanskoy, southwest of Saskatoon. She then had to turn to her local fire department for help. 980 CJME's Mia Holloway-Chuck brings us the story this morning. I never thought about an ambulance not being able to come get us. When Michelle Linklater realized her special needs daughter, Jenica, might have fractured her foot, she called an ambulance. She waited for 30 minutes. She called again and was told ambulances were waiting to be cleared. Hours passed by and again was told all the ambulances were tied up. I'm sitting there and I'm already a little bit panicking. And then I'm thinking, where is this ambulance? Three hours. They don't even come. Don't even come. She went to social media for help and eventually called her local fire department, where two first responders from Vanskoy were able to help. So they came and... She was in her wheelchair, and they were able to lift her and carry her in the wheelchair to the vehicle. But still, she says not having an ambulance arrive at her home is pretty concerning. When I'm calling an ambulance, it's because I need an ambulance. So my daughter's 27 years old. I've been dealing with her disabilities all through life. She's severe epileptic. She's had a corpus callosotomy. So through the years, I've learned how to handle lots of tragedies on my own. So when I'm calling, it's because I need some help. She says she's not just concerned for herself, but for others who can't get an ambulance too. We can't wait. I mean, I'm one person today. There's other people that didn't get an ambulance today as well. Um, And I also live out of the city. So it's a little bit maybe more challenging for me to get to the hospital where maybe other people could call a taxi or, you know, call some friends. You know, it's just not that easy when you live outside of the city. Troy Davies with Medivy Health Services West says, although calls can be busy, a first responder will always come. On a number of occasions, and whether it's due to ERs being completely full, we have offload capacities uh, happening or call volumes, which we had another record year of over 40,000 calls last year but there are circumstances for you know alpha calls which are non-emergent calls which is what this one was classified as that 
do tend to wait, you know, could be over an hour, could be a couple hours. He says they're working with both the Saskatchewan Health Authority and the province on programs to help take pressures off of the health care system. In Saskatoon, Mia Holloway-Chuck, 980 CJME. Good Monday morning to you. The start of a new work week. A little cloudy out there, and that's kind of the theme for this week. Clouds, but still pretty mild. Warmer than where we normally be for this time of year. Hey, it's a big, big week for the Regina Humane Society. Workers are busy moving to their new location, and they're beginning to open up and offer services from their new location. Executive Director Lisa Cook joins me now to time it out and explain for us. Good morning, Lisa. Good to talk with you again. Well, wonderful to be here. Thank you. What an exciting uh, time for you guys right now after all the fundraising, after the project that I think uh, what was like a decade in the making. You guys, and let's face it, the animals, tails wagging furiously in excitement, I'm sure, during this time, no doubt. Tell me why it's an exciting time for the Regina Humane Society, Lisa. Oh, I'm, I'm speechless. I don't even know where to begin. Um, it is, is as, you're, as you said, well over a decade in the making. Um, our Animal Community Center, um, we are actively uh, moving our animals and our operations, our veterinary clinic, uh, into the new space. And uh, it, is, it has been long worth the wait. Um, I know I had tears in my eyes when, when I saw the animals leaving our building and, and making their way into these bright, beautiful, home-like spaces. Um, it really is transformational how quiet it is and how comfortable the animals uh, are settling into this space. So this new building is, I mean, really, it's it's like a night and day and, and really is a completely different building and setup to your previous location and, you know, how many times bigger too, right? Yes, it is near double the size of, of the old facility, and everything in it has been intentionally designed and, and functionally organized so that the spaces and finishes, are they reflect um, best practice biosecurity, acoustics, and, and odor control so that the spaces can be as comfortable for the animals and people as possible. I um, mean, you know, our cages have been replaced with clean, warm, and home-like habitats um, with heated floors for, for the animals. So it um, really is a, a, a game changer for animal welfare, a fully functioning veterinary clinic, um, as well as animal services center. Um, and then we have all, all the other wonderful things that the Animal Community Center will provide to the community. We have three large classrooms that are going to be available for public use, um, as well as all of our education and outreach programs. We have uh, uh, two dog parks on the property that will also be accessible to the public. So there, there's a lot that this center has to offer, and it really is a, a, a shift in the concept of um, we're not just a shelter. Um, we, we absolutely are a part of the community and the accessibility that goes along with that. Regina Humane Society Executive Director Lisa Cook joining me this morning. Is there an area for cats? Did I read somewhere it was a cat patio? Is that is that right? Or Well, the official name is the cat atrium, but it's, uh, <laughs> it, it's nicknamed the catio, um, which is a, a three-season outdoor space for our cats, which um, there's, there's lots of fresh air and places for them to look out and, and watch what's going on in the world. And, and our, our indoor spaces are designed like that for the cats as well. Lots of high perches and, and interesting places for them to sit and also for our volunteers to sit. We have a, a huge kitty readers program where uh, kids come in and read to our cats to 
build literacy skills and and uh, and socialize our cats and the spaces for them to do that now are are, are far more um, comfortable than what we had at our, our very very rundown old building volunteers are you looking for any more of that kind of help well, definitely, uh, you know, our volunteer capacity certainly will increase um, straight across the board. We have really a lot of opportunities. Socialization is so important for our animals while they're here. So dog walking, you know, making enrichment toys. Um, we have a new program called the Tailblazers, <laughs> which um, uh, invites volunteers to take dogs out in an adventure for the day. It might be to the beach or on a picnic or something like that. So I think that there is lots of opportunity for, for people to become involved. The big question, are you guys open? Give me kind of the rundown of when you might be off, able to offer some of your services. Yeah, well, beginning on Tuesday, February the 6th, um, uh, if anyone is interested in coming down and taking a look at the building, we are open at noon until 6. And adoptions. Big day, Tuesday. <laughs> they open on, on Tuesday. So we have a lot of dogs right now and cats um, that are, are eagerly uh, uh, waiting to meet you. And so uh, your special someone might be uh, right here in this space waiting. Use one of our new adoption meet and greet rooms uh, to, to get to know someone with four legs. <laughs> well, as always, Lisa, we appreciate your time and the information and congrats on the new building. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity to share it. We are excited to be able to share it with all of the community uh, in the coming weeks. Eight twenty-two. Kevin Martell in for Greg Morgan for one final day. Greg will be back tomorrow. Still kind of a gray, somewhat mild day. Wet. Certainly, and that was carryover from the weekend. I I think we're lucky that that wet hasn't really frozen and turned things slick, especially this time of year. I know Saskatoon, uh, just seeing some of the pictures from up there, roads look very slippery, and we heard that from some drivers there. Not so much the case here, just a lot of dirty cars. I was out and about this past weekend, and oh man, car washes, I'll tell you, over the next few days, they are going to be a busy, busy place. Frost wrapped up even though they had to kind of scale back some of the festival because of the warm weather. Anything basically not in the shade outside was uh, in danger of, of closing, and a lot of stuff did, right? Many of the rinks, the ice slides, which are always very popular. Even with that, though, uh, the city of Regina still said that overall the positive temps had a positive effect on the Frost Festival. Now, speaking of the ice, Mike McEwen he won the tankard in Saskatoon, the provincial men's curling playdowns, and so he represents Saskatchewan at the Briar next month, right here in Regina at the Brand Center. It marks his ninth Briar. The first time, though, he's represented this province. He previously represented Ontario, and he's as well represented his home province, Manitoba, the most, though McEwen has never won the Briar. We also learned over the weekend the next teacher's strike that will happen on Wednesday. Once again, though, Regina is not affected. The Saskatchewan Teachers Federation will focus mainly on Saskatoon. No class there on Wednesday. Also impacted, though, the Creighton, Northern Lights, Prairie Spirit School divisions to go along with public and Catholic divisions in Saskatoon. The STF says this week's strike involves about 4,300 teachers and 65,000 students. We'll find out after Wednesday. Remember, we know rotating strikes. This is round two. 
are going to move across the province. You've got to believe Regina is going to be next in line at some point. Maybe not this week, maybe next week. We don't have information about that. STF usually now gives, you know, maybe two days, three days notice. So keep you in the loop if we get any more information on that. As I was driving around on the weekend, I thought, hey, you know what? Maybe I'll go to the theater. It's been a while since I've been to the theater. We went to see Argyle, which, by the way, won the box office. You and I, we're not so different. Agent Argyle. Little help. Hold on. Yeah, brought in just $18 million domestically, $35 million globally. Compare that against a $200 million budget. It was so-so. So-so. Now, this was done by Matthew Vaughn, and he did the Kingsman movies, and I really, really like the Kingsman movies. I wouldn't say, yeah, this one wasn't quite as good as those. Argyle, it has a star-studded cast. Bryce Dallas Howard, Sam Rockwell, Henry Cavill, John Cena's in it too for a bit. It's a wild, but um, I don't know, somewhat confusing ride. Like a lot of movies now, also too long. You can really notice the special effects. There are a couple outrageous scenes. You know, you, you have to, I, I leaned into them and then I had a little bit more fun because I know what Vaughn was going for. So I, I, you know, I suspended my disbelief in those scenes. So again, so, so my hot take on it. CJ, I mean, news time is now 826.